Welcome in everyone to a new season of Amateur Hour. This is me, Leo Saylor. It is Wednesday the 29th of August. I'm joined as always by Sapo Navi and Ryan Foley and our special guest today, Chris Honeyburn. How are we doing today, guys? Shady's back, man. Slim Shady's We're back. back. Great. Back. We hope everyone had a nice, safe, relaxing, enjoyable, you know, fun-filled summer. But let's be real, guys. A lot of summer for us was probably just working. Oh yeah, everybody yeah. was just working during the summer. I know you guys are counting down the hour until the next time we post to the next amateur hour. Like right. you know what I'm saying? It's been approximately like let's say three months, Adam. Nine million eight hundred seventy-six thousand minutes. The Michael episode when he leaves from the office. Anybody? Yeah, I'm not an no. office guy. I think we've talked about yeah. that many a times. But uh, you will be our resource when it comes to office for now and forever in our hearts and in our ears. As this is an auditory podcast. Speaking of that ear candy, how was that? It was great. A uh, really great pod. If you guys didn't get a chance to listen to it. Uh, just check it out. Uh, short 30-minute podcast full of nonsense, uh, funny stuff going on. We kind of made a good analogy. You know, the way we go off track is that of similar to Family Guy. Family Guy is not funny without the cutscenes. We are just simply the cutscenes. Therefore, there is no story, no narrative whatsoever. Just funny stuff. You know, you don't know what where it's going to go next. It's the only place you'll get anything like it. Yeah, what, was, uh, what was Noah's shirt on Monday? What was he wearing? It looked like a toddler made it. Like, it, like you put, like, scrapbook letters like a serial killer wrote it with like newspaper clippings and just sewed it onto a t-shirt and it said like my sister made this or something <laughs> what was what was that did you see that you think uh, that, he bought it no god no that's that's generally his attire for most of the time you know um it's pretty uh, interesting dude with his wardrobe like a thrift shop scrapbook i will say we did uh come to the conclusion that thrift shopping is a must as well as you know, the, the brass buckle dad hat is in style. It's looking good. My man Chris is over here rocking one with me. You boys are going to have to snag one for next week. <laughs> I usually see Polly in one. Yeah, so yeah. Dad jokes got to match the dad hat with it. That's my attire. Exactly, exactly. And what's the plan here? Are we losing the dad thought? I've noticed some big changes with you over the last few months. I lost like... I think 15 to 20 pounds over right. the last like two months. Thank I'll you. Clap awesome. I'll clap for that. I'll clap for that. Props to the man. Props to the man. All right, we so want yeah, to jump guys, right we in. We're gone for a minute, but we're back now. So we got so much to talk about today, guys. So much. So just bear with us. We're gonna talk about everything that happened during the summer that we missed. We're gonna do an interview with Chris. Um, football, baseball, basketball. It is all on tap today. So first, we're gonna start with Chris. He's here, our special guest. So we got to give him special treatment. How are we doing, Chris? Good. How is everybody else doing? Pretty good. good. Could be yeah. Could be worse. I was gonna say that I think thrift shopping is uh, something that you progress at as your college career mm-hmm. goes on. It's definitely something you got to pick up. Well, like freshman for sure. year, you go into it and you think you have a few bucks in your pocket with like you know a couple yeah. hundred dollars, and you start spending it. And then By you the find those couple year, gems. You yeah. find those first couple gems in there. And he just starts clicking. You know? Yeah. All right, so Chris, so what position do you play on the baseball team? Uh, I'm a pitcher, senior pitcher. this year. P.O. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so have you always been a pitcher even growing up and playing, or did you make the switch, or how did that come about? Uh, so I was a position player and a pitcher my whole life until uh, I came to college. And I think the main reason that I don't play a position in college is the only person that came to recruit me in high school was the pitching coach. So, oh, wow. Um, Renner. Yeah, Coach yeah. Renner. He's at Marshall Dude. now. So Chris is a, you know, if a D1 coach is recruiting Chris Honeybrick, you know he's a big deal. Thank you, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Renner got to watch Polly play many times too. Coach Renner came from Marshall, coached here for, well, about four seasons. Yeah, and then went back to and Marshall. And then went back to Marshall. And so that's who brought me in. That's awesome. So playing baseball, like, has it always been a love to you? Or were you put in there just 
from your parents or guardians or have you always has baseball always been a love? Oh uh, yeah, or I has would there say been, like, so. Another sport that you kind of, you know, compete attach yourself with, to. attach yourself to. Right? Um, I always loved basketball when I was uh, growing up. I know that my first baseball coach was my dad, though, and that's just going to have a huge impact on right. anybody's right, absolutely. Uh, sports career. And uh, I, lo- I think that I could have played college basketball somewhere similar to the Mount, too, but my heart was just with baseball. And, Amen. Georgia and, baseball. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, overall, so are you a junior now, senior? I'm a senior on the field, but I did miss uh, most of my sophomore season with a shoulder injury. Ended up getting labrum surgery. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so how was that, you know, watching the team? You know, you know you should be out there. Yeah. Like, I bet that hurts. And you, know, uh, you should be on the field. Speaking of that, it was crazy because that was one of the first years in a while where we made the conference tournament. So I was sitting through that in a sling. The team was running out of pitching. And to just be that guy sitting there. You just feel helpless. Yeah. Because you know how bad you want to be on the right. field. You know, yeah. you, you know how good you can be on the field right. with the injuries. It was like and at the same time we had every three guys had labor surgery. Yeah. Every athlete's been in that position mm-hmm. before, though, wanting to help when they can't. So. Right. So overall, how would you describe your time at the Mount playing baseball, your teammates, your coaches overall, as you're heading into your final um, seasons? I think that baseball has really been everything. It's such a – I think sports in general and college just, like, gives you so, so much more to do with your free time. You're going to build that family that you're with all the time. And uh, really, I don't know if I would have been at the Mount four years had I not been playing baseball for sure. Or if the Mount would have even been on one of my college lists had mm-hmm. I not played baseball. Certainly an eye-opening opportunity, and you spoke to how highly you think of the organization. And uh, just that it's provided with all those opportunities despite some hardships. And, and what you alluded to, I want to dig in that a little bit deeper. You know, the family you found with the baseball team. Yeah. What all have the individuals you met along the way meant to you? Not, not so much as, you know, this person, this way, this person, but as a whole. Has there ever been a moment where you thought, man, oh, man, I am where I am today because of these great people? Yeah, I think back on some of, like, the senior classes, um, bring out, like, a couple names that nobody will know. But, like, my freshman year, we had just all these guys who had taken a program that was, like, nothing almost. Like, their coaches called it a dumpster fire. And, uh, like, who else was on the team with Zach Farmer? Uh, Tyler Pash. Uh, Mc- Ryan McCauley. McCauley uh, Browning, I guess. He was yeah. a junior when we were freshmen. So a lot of guys that just like set the tone for us. and It's all about work ethic going into it. Like If you treat it like it's nothing, it's going to end up being nothing. you got to have yeah. expectations for yourself when you go into it. And it really, like they showed us how the coaches on your sports team are going to like lay a foundation out for you, but it's, it's your guys' team, and it's going to be your four years to – make make of it so yeah so for you it was about like you know paying homage to the people to the players yeah. that came before you to the senior classes that came before you yeah continuing you know, the hard ways. work that right. they did for us mm-hmm. you know and even though the winning may have not been there but the hard work you know every day focusing not giving up mm-hmm. you know, just because the record was bad you're still working still grinding you know right and then you guys change things around you guys turn things around and we guys got here yeah and I, I got oftentimes like it's just not even about baseball it's about building the relationships, you know, everything that you get 
with the sport that you play. That camaraderie. You know, the camaraderie, the family, the bonds, which are coaches, mm-hmm. players, teammates, all that type of stuff. And I see you got the Reds gear on. Like, I think a lot of that's baseball in general. Like, you look at the winning teams, even in the MLB. Like, just fun the Astros game. and the Red Sox, that are two of the best teams in the league. Like, every time you see them, they're just having fun, yeah. you know. They love each other's company. You see the right. dugout, the excitement. Even yeah. if they lose, their head is up. You know, it's just one. It's one bad game. It's not. Right. It's not your whole. The whole team is defined by a whole season. It's a it's learning process. Not a it's a big right. learning process. Right. I think added to that as well is even when things aren't going so well. You know, whether you're in a losing spell or even in a situation where you might be winning, um, it it can show. You know, even if there's some disagreement in the clubhouse or the dugout or even on the field, we've seen occasionally. Um, you, you know that that doesn't have to turn into oh we hate these guys, but in reality it's just they're so passionate about what they're doing and they're so passionate that they want to see themselves and their other guys succeed yeah. that they're willing to do whatever even if that is bringing the attention to someone else. Hey, I don't like this, and we've seen that go one of two ways sometimes. Oh great, yeah, no, glad we're on the same page, and then the team starts winning again or, or their plays elevate or whatever. Or we've also seen Carlos Zambrano take a baseball bat to a Gatorade cooler. Go yeah, Cubs. right. Yes. <laughs> Malik Zuberry to a Gatorade cooler. Oh, yeah. man. Malik did the same thing. He, what, what else did he do? He would just yell in his gloves, you know, stomp. He fell yeah. one time in the dugout. Uh, I like your point, though, a lot because I think when you have the hardships in your classes and you have the hardships on the field or in practices, you see it, and you look back like a couple of months later after it happens, you realize like the guys who were there to help get you through it were all those teammates that you were fighting with or f- fighting someone else with. So the people that you consider yeah. not your brothers, right? You know, yeah. they're, they're family after part of the ship. And I see that on all the mount teams. You know, the football team, they're all family. Basketball. So, Chris, we would like to thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, sharing some information with us, uh, showing some insight to us. He, uh, Chris is going to stick around, and we are going to get into uh, professional sports now. Yeah, just chip in your five cents when you can. Yeah, yeah. So try, to right. yeah Chris try to keep up. Yeah, Chris Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was absolutely. a lot of fun. So now, guys, we are going to get into some of the big topics that we missed during summer. And I don't think there is a bigger topic to, uh, in the summer than LeBron James going to the Los Angeles LeBron, Lakers. LeBron, baby. Right. What's with all, everyone hating on that? Like... Like, just destroying the graffiti yeah, and everything. Is, yeah. It's, yeah. LeBron going to L.A. has caused yeah. a lot of, you know... LeBron has done nothing to attract attention to himself. He's not trying to, like, diss Kobe or take yeah. over the Lakers. He's trying to win rings for himself and the organization. But people take that as, oh, he's trying to make Kobe look worse. Yeah. That's just their own ego. And it's not Kobe even fans. LeBron doing these, like, the murals and getting, you know, vandalized. Yeah. These are just other fans and artists putting up murals wherever right. in L.A. And he's just getting vandalized. I mean, I feel maybe Kobe fans feel threatened. That LeBron is gonna diminish his legacy a little bit. I just diminish Maybe. Kobe's like legacy. Like everyone claims, oh, he's the best like Laker of all time. He he, he in top five to me. And the, oh, he's the best scorer of all time. He's not even top five Laker of all time. You can't argue with me on that. Well, I don't know. Top five Laker. I think, of all time? I think you can't. He's, argue he's a top five Laker no. of all time. No, 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 no. Who would you consider better than Magic? I agree. Will Kareem Magic. Uh, what's his face? Jerry West. He's kind of the logo of the NBA. Just, you know. But even that, like Kobe accomplished more than all of those guys besides Magic. Yeah, he on the back of Shaq, dude, seven two, four hundred pounds. Like he carried Kobe. But well, he for also, how many years? But he also won. As soon as Shaq, as soon as Shaq left, Kobe didn't see the finals for like four years. But he also won but two more finals without Shaq. Yeah, good Jerry for him. West only won one championship. Will only won one championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's definitely a top five Laker of all time. Top five player. Based no. on accolades, just. Pure, I'm gonna win an award because I'm a good basketball player. And talent-wise, 
Yeah, but I don't know, dude. It's Wait, just... so if you're saying he's not a top five Laker, are you saying he's not a top five basketball player who was a Laker? Because to me, it sounds like you're saying he's not even a, like as far as yeah. skill and ability. No way. Yeah, Kobe he's got to be. He's got to be. He to me, in my eyes, Kobe's one of the top ten or fifteen players to ever play the game of basketball. If you're making Somehow a starting lineup of all time Lakers, you have to for sure put Kobe's Kobe. a yeah. shooting guard. Yeah. yeah, best shooting guard in Laker history. Yeah, but there's not a lot of them. Yeah. But so you're saying the best shooting guard is not one of their top five players yeah. ever? And the Lakers are rich with history. They're the richest uh, franchise in history. I would say so. Yeah, altogether. They're like the Yankees. I just—it's hard to love them. Kobe is a—he is a basketball. He's—he's he's one of he people look at top him, three work yeah. ethic. Oh Dude my basketball. goodness! <laughs> and he's the second yeah. best shooting guard of all time behind Michael. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't see how that's debatable. I—I I can't argue that. Michael's the best, obviously. Nobody's debating that. And then it's Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, so so overall, so besides that, what do you guys think about LeBron's decision? For family and basketball, and what do you guys think of Lakers? I support it 100. His time in Cleveland was done. You could see that just like the way he played against Boston, and he yeah. just gave up against. His roster wasn't good. It was really impressive what he did with that roster last year. I think with it's going to shake up rosters. the NBA a lot. I think that you know anything that LeBron does has a huge impact on the league. What, that like, leaves the East wide open. Yeah, like, and open. this year we'll be finding out who wins. You know, the West obviously is. Golden State. It's still Golden State. Yeah, and and so that game will be decided before the championship. So that'll Mm -hmm. just be good to see somebody else. And for the East, it looks like the Celtics are going to come out. That's if the Celtics are healthy. I think they're the best. Oh yeah, Yeah. they have Gordon Hayward coming back. Jason Tatum's in his sophomore year. They're deep. You know, they're athletic. They play good defense. They have an amazing head coach. It should be the Celtics. Now LeBron's decision, I think, was a lot more non-basketball related. His family. You know, all everything he wants to do post basketball, his his movies, he's producing stuff. He has he, like an HBO special he has coming out, HBO Netflix show, special coming out, yeah. and everything that you can do is done in LA. And obviously, his team, he has good players on his team, but I don't think it's a championship caliber team. Right, LeBron, especially where he's a playoff you know, team. Maybe. LeBron being there, they're going to win a lot of games, but I don't think they're going to get out of the West. I think they honestly, they may, may even get to number two. In the West, but they're not. I don't, I don't you think there'll be a two seed in the West? I think they can be the over two seed. Houston. Houston got a little worse. You this think? Oh god. Are you factoring Carmelo? Or, no, no, I'm not. Factoring Carmelo, Carmelo makes the them worse than anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, but they oh, Atlanta. But with, oh no, not Atlanta. With that team, they almost beat Golden State. They had him on the ropes in the Western Conference Finals and gave it to him. Chris Paul can't close, dude. He's a great player. Well, he was hurt. Well, he was hurt. He, he was, was playing. If he's not hurt game seven, they win. Yeah, like, they probably, hands down, they, they win. They probably win that series if Chris Paul is healthy. And then LeBron wins another title. You lose you know, Trevor Ariza. Lost in history, yeah. But even now, you can't say LeBron wins another title. Even though I think the Cavs are done. Cavs, Cavs yeah. Win. They weren't going to win. Mean, and, whoever they played. You saw, he saw LeBron's look, like the look on his face after, we all know what I'm talking about, J.R. Smith. Yeah. And you're just yeah, like, yep, yep. He knew he was out. If there was any doubt remaining left, he is now gone. He might leave before the end of the series. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy moly. So LeBron signed that big four-year, $154 million deal max. Mm-hmm. His team is good, but LeBron likes to be surrounded by shooters, but nobody really on the team can shoot. Right. You know, Lance Stevenson can't shoot. Lonzo Ball really can't shoot. It's going to be showtime, breakaway, dunks. Yeah. That's all he's going to pray for. And yeah. all the teams that they're going to be playing are shooter squads. Exactly. So, I, I think yeah. I think it could get ugly again with the Warriors. I think the Warriors could beat them in six or five. They only have LeBron. You know, if they put anybody else on the Lakers, they're maybe not even a playoff team, Right. honestly. So, but we'll see what happens with that. Another way, me and Polly want to wrap up real quick. The FIFA World Cup, mm. France. 
FIFA World Cup champions. I think Mbappe is going to be the richest player to ever yeah, exist. Kylian Mbappe was the breakout star. Who the pe- people like me and Paul already knew who he was. Yeah. But like for the soccer world who didn't know who this this he's nineteen year old he's younger is, than we are and he's this he soul. is a prodigy. His left pinky is worth more than my soul. He is a superstar and he's he's going to be a superstar for a long long mm-hmm. time. He is only nineteen years old. And he's under, the, he's under the wing of Neymar. He's going to show him the ropes, how to make money. Because Neymar's obviously, you know, he's worth like $600 million. A whole bunch yeah. of money. You know, so in the Final Four game with Belgium and France, I was... I picked Belgium. I knew whoever won that game was, was going to win it all, yeah. I mean, England Croatia, they were nice stories, but neither of those teams had, the, you know, the firepower to keep up with mm-hmm. France or Belgium, and then France ended up winning. This is a really fun World Cup to watch. Yeah, this was an awesome Every game World was Cup. fun. To, like Russia, oh my God, yeah. out of nowhere, in their homeland. You know, so many good things to watch in this World Cup. You know, it's once every four years, it's a spectacle. It never fails to disappoint. And I got to ask you, how do you feel about the Ronaldo Juve signing? Oh, I love it. You know me, I'm a huge Ronaldo guy, so it's like he's we're doing, going to Italy. He's, yeah, doing, going he's, to Italy. he's doing the LeBron thing where he stays with the team for like four to six years and then switches, wins the title, four to six years, switches. Yeah, he was with Madrid title. for a while. He was with Madrid for about a decade, but I mean, right. he accomplished everything. Four Ballon d'Ors, so he you know, won a, Champions he, League. He won a Premier League championship. He won the League of Championships. He's won the Champions League. Yeah. All, he had, all he needs is a World Cup. You know, like an MLS title, yeah. an Italian Serie title, a Serie French L. title. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So so that was wrapped up. Now we are getting into the end of baseball season. Clearly, bar none, the Red Sox are the best team in the MLB. Yeah. They are like, what, 60 games above 500 or something like that. And they have yeah. two MVP candidates. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah the Red Sox are just bar none. I mean, yeah. they are just amazing. I mean, what can we say about the Red Sox? They have good pitching. They have good hitting. They really the have The home field advantage is probably the best in baseball they got two like uh leo just pointed out mvp candidates and jd martinez and mookie Betts. i mean i, I just don't see a weakness on this team yeah uh jd martinez having the year of his life he did some uh hitting training out in uh i think it was california in the off season and he got with the launch angle coach and he said that that he dedicates this year to that. He said that just changed That's everything. That's all Christian preach is launch yeah. angle and backside release. Whenever man. that did work, he's, yeah. he's about he's about to win the triple crown. He's in position to win the triple crown this year. He's having the best offensive season since Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown. Yeah, I mean, you could argue ago. better even if he doesn't win the triple crown. You he's cons- he's so consistently good. It's almost boring. It's like trout. Like you know, he's gonna do two out. Of, he's gonna go two for five yeah. every game. Maybe a bomb or a double or something. If he if he if he goes three for four with two home runs, oh, that's just another JD Martinez right. day. All a majority of the players. Oh man, what a great day he had! Nah, JD, that's just a normal. That's just Tuesday. That's yeah, Tuesday man. night for JD Martinez. I'm not discrediting his season, not for a minute. Uh, he's a hot take here. But oh, how man. much can you attribute the Green Monster out? <laughs> you can. I mean, he's yeah. he has for a long time been a high, like high percentage uh, fly ball guy, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. pole field. He's always been a home run hitter. He has already been home consistently. So with that said, you know, it's a relatively short Porsche out there. Obviously, it's 38 feet, I want to say, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, for a guy who hits the ball as high as he has throughout his career, mm-hmm. the distance isn't isn't significant. Yeah. Uh, is that is that a tribute to his successful season? Yeah, but for JD, it's like, it's consistency for him. If this was just one really good year, then you maybe should say that. Now. But he, for the Diamondbacks, he did it. 
with the Tigers, he did yeah. it. These are like continuously. You're right, you're right. He's America putting, is also a big ballpark. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, what? he's right, consistently right. putting up these numbers. And I'll this eat. year, the average is there. Usually, his average is hovering around 270, 280. Now he's like, at, I think, 330. Yeah. Something incredible. And like even that, way, so. take away seven or eight monster bombs, he's still at 30, having yeah. a great year. Easily, so, yeah. Easy. yeah. And the season is still a month in the season left. He's going to get to maybe 50 if he mm-hmm. keeps up this pace. Honestly, in my eyes, he's the MVP of the league. If you win the Triple Crown, I don't know how you're not the MVP of the league. No. Yeah. I just don't understand that. When's the last time a pitcher won MVP? That's my Was it Kershaw? Justin Verlander. Yeah. Was it Verlander? Well, no, it was Kershaw. Kershaw. Did Kershaw do it? He won it, I think, twice. Yeah, I think okay. yeah, Kershaw okay. was yeah, yeah. back Kershaw. to back, I think. Yeah. That's the stats to look up. Verlander, the resurgence as well. Oh my! He's still he's still chucking a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a couple of years there after he signed the big contract after his MVP season where he was looking like I don't know. And, I think and you always wonder about those contract, field. those big money years. Yeah, you always wonder how right. people are going to perform. And now you're, that they're you're under paid. the spectacle. You're under the eyeglass, and that's yeah. everything you do is going to be under a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. And so if you struggle, we, it's just the contract, the contract. I think we all can agree in the American League, it's going to be the Astros and Red Sox in the champ in the ALCS, right? If I don't think we're going to be shocked. We would be shocked if it's not anything yeah. but them. For the NL, I think the Cubs. Go Cubs, go, baby. I think the Cubs make it to the NLCS. Who do you guys think comes out with the, the other one? I don't know. It's Man, it's really the Braves. It's, it's St. So Louis always sneaks in that wild card game and somehow wins really the first game. round. The NL West teams, the Diamondbacks are right there. The Dodgers are there. I like the Braves a lot because Okuna is probably the funnest player Robin to watch Kuna, right yeah. now. Ozzy Albies. Uh, they're really fun to watch right now. Freddie Freeman's always consistent. They got a nice combination of youth and experience on their team. Yeah, so, so that's a good squad. Another guy, certainly not uh, MVP, but hot right now is Christian Yelich. Yeah, Tear, tearing it up against the Reds too. Yeah, Rocky last Brewers. night I think he had five or six RBIs alone against yeah. the Reds last night. Christian Yelich, I feel is uh, underrated. He won the Gold Glove, I think, a few years ago. But yeah. I feel like, in, in terms of where he is on the, the pedestal, he's a little underrated. He's yeah, just one and of those he's very guys. young still, so yeah. he's got time for his fame to come. And uh, my when I really started watching him was with Team USA. I remember him having a great year great in the last mm-hmm. uh, World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Christian Yelich is a really good player. He was a part of that best outfield in baseball that amounted to absolutely nothing in their time together in Miami with... Ozuna, him, and Stanton. I yeah. mean, yeah. name a better outfield in the last 10 years. It's tough. <laughs> like, yeah. Miami's just right got now. a disease around there. Just yeah. A yeah. horrible. Well, they got, that's, why Derek, that's why Derek Jeter is the best <laughs> owner of all time. He's selling MVP candidates for a bag of dirt yeah. right. to the Yankees. And ironically enough, the Yankees are 35 games, about 500, and they're going to finish. And their yeah. whole season is going to come down to one game. He's truly a Yankee Sad. for life. That's yeah. And if they, go, if they go against the Rays or something, they're going to go against, like, Blake Snell. And he's, like, what, a 15-5 and five pitcher right now. Yeah. It's just up in the air, dude. It's, everything comes down to one game over 163 games a year. That's the toughest thing you ever have to do in baseball. So baseball, it looks like there's a handful of teams that we know are World Series contenders. By Maybe now. the Dodgers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and they're spending the money to do it too. Yeah, so. they're going balls to walls this year. Yeah. yeah, they're getting headers too. Getting Manny Machado, you know. Who they just sign? Um, old dude, I forget his name. I don't know, but the Cubs just signed Dan Murphy. I was yeah, about that, that was a really good yeah. trade yeah. For, uh, for Daniel Murphy. Cubs, yeah, Cubs are going all in for this year. They better be. So we'll we'll see what's going on with baseball. Because now we are going to transition into football. Just announced Aaron Rodgers just signed the richest contract in NFL history, $100 million guaranteed. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, 
How are they going to sign anybody else? I saw OBJ sign for like 95, 95 million. million. He's yeah. like the richest wide receiver and over 60, Antonio Brown. And $65 million guarantee for Odell Beckham. I mean, these teams are just handing out money like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to go for the green or the New England Tom Brady and just have mediocre receivers that little, he turns Just little white guys yeah. scrambling yeah. around the field. Yeah. Tom and here's Tom Brady taking less money, and I mean, that's why they're out there. They're in the yeah. Super Bowl every year. Yeah. You know, all these guys are getting money. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is worth the highest paid. I mean, but. Good lord, a hundred million? I mean, they're, they're going to have a hard time giving players veteran minimum contracts. It's, really funny. Yeah. it's funny, though, because we talk about a hundred million in the NFL. We're like, wow, this is crazy. Then you look at Giancarlo Stanton, and he signed 300 yeah. million. It's, yeah. it's a different it's sport, like, man. It's exactly. Crazy. The contract salary sports with no salary cap in baseball. Right. That's why I feel the salary cap is best for all sports. That should be a debate for another uh, another episode. Yeah, how much um, is too much for one guy to have signed $300 million for a contract, you know? Right. right. Like, and I guess that's just what happens because, you know, the, the market is set what it is. When Kirk Cousins was the highest paid quarterback, is he the best quarterback? No, but the market, that's what it does. Jimmy G player, was the highest G, for a while. Like, the yeah. market just keeps getting more for each quarterback, and it's their time. You know, so if they're the highest paid, like Odell Beckham, well, every free agent league. wants to become the highest paid. Yeah, I mean, I, Matt, Matt Stafford was the highest paid NFL exactly. quarterback. Andrew Luck was for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so, it's interesting for sure. Stefan and I were talking about it on the way over here. The next CBA might be trouble for the NFL because mm-hmm. you're not going to hear about guaranteed contracts anymore because the players' union and the players are going to fight the NFL and say, "We're not doing this whole no, this money's not guaranteed." Instead of everything's got to be guaranteed. Just like in every other sport, how much of a contract is it really if the money's not guaranteed? Right. So that'll be an interesting. It's incentive based. That's why Kirk Cousins' contract point. was really what three years. What was it? Seventy-eight million, full guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract right. for Kirk Cousins. And he turned down ninety million to get that guaranteed money that the players are seeking, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't blame a guy. Exactly. Yeah. So in terms of the football, let's talk about the NFL breakdown. Are we Bengals fans? Chris, are you a Bengals fan? Uh, I am a Bengals fan. So what, you, what are you looking at for the season outlook for the Bengals? Uh, so I just watched like my first preseason game. I'm, I can't always sit there and watch them all just because it makes you want the season here so bad. Right, right. But I like to watch the first, you know, quarter, quarter and a half. But, you know, the, the usual. <laughs> but I really, I love, I love our team this year. I think our receiving crew just weapons, a lot. Yeah, of weapons, weapons a lot and of weapons. I think the biggest question marks are the usual ones: uh, Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. Offensive line. Yeah, and offensive line. Give yeah. the ball to little Joe Mixon and let him run. Yeah. I'm all Even for that it. little Joe Mixon, like 6'2", 250, little is little Joe Mixon? I mean, based on, like, stock, you know, like all these running backs nowadays are big, fast, strong. And the, he's, he doesn't look like, you know, a Todd Gurley type where he just, like, runs past everybody and he'll run you over. You know, he's, like, the average running back now. But he's also not Eddie Lacy, who by now is probably, like, what, 350, 375? Yeah. Driving yeah. trucks down. <laughs> exactly. A bowling yeah. ball on the football field. Yeah, first the bus, I dude. I miss the bus. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. One of my favorite Super Bowls ever, Sean Alexander versus the bus. Yeah. yeah. That's Seahawks versus Steelers, yeah. Jerome Bettis got a great bill in Pittsburgh. You guys ever find your way up there? Highly recommend it. I've uh, never been. Yeah, for the Bengals, I'm actually – I really love – I am loving what I'm seeing out of the preseason for the Bengals. The offensive line, which is the biggest concern on the team, they look like they are getting it together. Mm-hmm. The offensive yeah. line, getting Cordy Glenn, drafting Billy Price. You have Clint Bowling, who is the only good offensive line on the team. They look really good. Dalton is looking good. Like Dalton is not a bad quarterback when you give him a line. When you give him a line, I get Andy Dalton's not great. I'm not saying Andy Dalton's great. He's average. Serviceable. Under, he's, ser- he's serviceable. Under, under three seconds in the pocket, he's not going to make the pass. Give him more than three seconds. He's, he's, like, you like know, he's, he's not a top two quarterback. When you give him the weapons, he is more than a capable quarterback. 
like having all the weapons of Eifert's healthy, Green, Tyler Boyd, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Joe Mixon. I mean, there's just weapons on top of weapons on this offense. And, the, and they've been looking amazing. He's been great, and the offense has been great. And the defense, you know, under new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin, if they get things together, just they just signed Atkins and Dunlap to long-term yeah. deals. The two best pass rushers. And they have the best. They have the most sacks in the past duo three years. In the past three yeah, years, with the NFL and counting. You know, I think their defense should be formidable. You know, this, this, this team can be good. You know, I, I previewed everything. On my blog, Saffron Sports Talk at WordPress.com. Everybody check it out. Don't do yourself. Don't do your own horn. Yeah, I had to shout myself. So I did a full NFL season prediction, so go check that out. And in terms of the NFL, I think the AFC is going to come down. That's why I love the Bengals, Steelers, and Patriots. It's hard not to put it anybody else. Anybody else right. with the Steelers and Patriots. The Steelers have the best offense. The Patriots are the Patriots. They're going to be great. Brady and Belichick are there. They're going to be great. And the NFC, that's a little bit more wide open because the Rams – you know, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I like the Eagles. The Eagles defending Super Bowl like champions. The Giants should be a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so – NFL shouldn't have a lot of parity this year. What's the outlook on the Niners? Yeah, the yeah, Niners are going to look a lot better. You know, they, they, I mean, they've got some – I mean, you look at their roster, and that's a fun roster to look at. I mean, obviously you got Jimmy G. You got your franchise quarterback. Dude, you sure. never know what you're going to get with him yet. You exactly. know, just he's really yeah, young. He's, he's looked good, but it's only six a game. So right. You gotta, right. If he can put it together for a season, you're like, okay, yep, he's the guy. Yeah. Richard Sherman should be interesting. Carlos Hyde, is he still there? No, he's with the Browns now. With the Browns. We like, have a really nice defensive line. Solomon Thomas, D. Yeah. Forrest Buckner. They're drafting offensive linemen. They got Mike McGillichley. So they, they made it clear they got their quarterback. Now they want to protect their quarterback. They got Jarrett McKinnon. They want weapons. They needed more receivers. The 49ers should be interesting. For sure. I think I think that while they're one of the more interesting teams to look at, I think we all agree that there's one team who is the most interesting, featured on Hard Knocks, the Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. I'm Talk a big Baker guy. Talk Huge Baker guy. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And now everyone's going to you know, tweet at us. I was, I was always Baker the guy. Mayfield, I, don't think Baker, I don't think Baker's going to be a bust. I don't think he should have went number one, personally. I think he's going he's gonna to have success. We talked about this on one of the podcasts. Yeah, we, we've yeah. talked about this before. I think Sam Darnold should have went one, personally. But with Baker, they're building a really nice team around him. The Browns are finally look like they're making some good decisions. So I love they're how they're trying to joke around with like, oh yeah, Baker's not going to start by the end of the year. No, Baker's going to start by the. End. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor I mean, is not that good. Let's. Uh, he's I, a good quarterback. He's very Come good. on now, don't we got to give Tyrod his respect? Put it this way, I think he's a very good quarterback, especially for their team and what they need. Did he just take right the now. Bills to the playoffs last year? No, Andy Dalton took the Bills to the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What? A play you can't give Andy Dalton the whole credit for taking in Buffalo. He, he that was a great play, but they won game. what nine, ten games on the back of Tyron Taylor. Yeah, they did. So we got to give this man his props. We got to so, give this man his credit where he's due. But also, let's look at a high end seven. Eight wins maybe for the Browns. Is that yeah. high end for the Browns? Yeah. So meaning That's they're going to be out of it. Baker will start yeah. if they're out of it. They'll I don't even think they win seven games. So, I mean, I think the, I just the hate that process. Well. Like if they're already out of the playoffs, then start Baker when you know you're going to lose and everything. Give don't, them, don't give, give them a chance. It doesn't matter. I guess. Let them go through those growing pains. As I said in the podcast yesterday with Noah, you got to experience the growing pains in order to get tall. That wasn't supposed to be sentimental. I hope everyone. I'm still five eleven, yeah. so I mean. <laughs> See, I'm five ten and a half, so I think I'm close enough to say five eleven, which I think is close enough to say six foot. So that's that's where You're I'm. You're just rounding up and up, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm a positive guy. <laughs> it's okay. Glass is half full. Half full. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. Got to keep an eye on all these young quarterbacks. You know, Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson probably is not gonna play, but he'll be on the field for his little special packages they make for him. Mm-hmm. RG three, and uh, he's a third stringer right now. He's he's <laughs> he's not gonna see the field at all. RG yeah. the three string. Yeah. 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 Like RG third yeah. string. Yeah. 
So the NFL should be interesting. We can't wait. Now, really quickly, I know we're we uh, really high on time. Just quick breakdown: college football guys. All right, is, is Alabama going to win it again? Yes. Is, is, I mean, is that just how it works over here now? Uh, strange day to be on the podcast, but I'm a huge Georgia Bulldog huge fan. Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, so. oh, Georgia wow. fan. There's, yeah. now, there's the most interesting team, probably. Yeah. I give you that. Georgia and has been recruiting out of this world because I follow recruiting, and they are just. Killing it right now. They are. Kirby so, Smart, I love that guy. Former Alabama defensive coordinator, ironically enough. Not to take all the rest of your guys' time, but I, I'm really excited for college football this year. Oh, I, I, wait. Georgia scares me a lot because they're so much, you know, they've got the target on their back now because, mm-hmm. you know, they were just supposed to be a middle of the road team last year. Like Maybe, Kirby was supposed to be yeah. a process. He took the process to championship. Right, he said he right now. Right exactly. Now, so. And then losing Nick Chubb, losing Sonny Michelle. Right. You know, Jake Fromm and then Justin Fields, the number one quarterback crew, they're going to have battles like, losing Roquan Smith. They recruit well, so it's probably more of a reloading, but you lose a lot of experience. It's going right. to – I was glad to see Roquan Smith sign at the uh, last second with the Bears. Loved Roquan Smith. I was hoping the yeah. Bengals would get him, but I didn't knew he was going to be gone in the top ten. Yeah, he's going to make a hell – I think he's the next Luke Keekly really. Roquan I, Smith is amazing. I think, loved Roquan Smith. And, yeah, I think that they gave the NFL a lot of talent this year. Like you said, they recruit – well, yeah. Swift's yeah. ready to step in for running back. Yeah, for schools, you know, like the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Georgia. The Notre Dames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a point, Notre Dame. Yeah. They, these are more reloading, not rebuilding. I mean, you recruit every mm-hmm. year. You right. got five. It's just so if they pan out or they yeah. don't. So. I'm a big Ohio State guy, so I know it's been it's been terrible this offseason. Urban Meyer, it's been it's been terrible. You know, but I, I still got faith in this team in Ohio State. A lot of. Uh, Veteran guys, wide receivers, great coaches. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to take this offense to another level. I think he's already better than JT Barrett. I'm saying that right now. This offense is going to go crazy. So college football should be really fun to watch. Clemson, we know, have four first-round talents on their defensive line. They should be stout. You know, can't forget be, uh, Mount St. Joseph football. Yeah. When we got this weekend. Is it up one. weekend? It's, it's here it's this weekend, weekend, game 6 o'clock. It's a night game or only night game of the year. It should be a good time. I know people are planning on tailgating. Tailgating. So that'll be a blast for sure. Cornhole is required. Through. It's mandatory. Without a doubt, we are on the west side, in fact. So cornhole and Toss some bags. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it's all about. But if you call it bags, just get out. It's cornhole. It's cornhole. It's cornhole. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we are going to wrap it up. We'd like whoa, to thank Chris. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, we, we didn't hit my, you know, typical oh, 40 seconds uh, of hockey talking. <laughs> we got to give a quick You guys got to allow me a little 40-second bit here. All right, what's up, Brad, man? So, right quick, we're going to hit the bases. The Caps won the Cup. The yeah. last three years, we've seen the Pens win two, and the Caps win one. That means, yes, Phil Kessel's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, <laughs> and now Ovi's a Cup champion. What's that mean yeah. next? My boys, the Blue Jackets might be next. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. The Breadman are Timmy Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky. They might leave. Yeah. Russian collusion. Who knows? It's up in the air. And in addition to that, this summer we saw the biggest free agent move of all time in the National Hockey League. John Tavares signing for seven years with Toronto Maple Leafs. His childhood team leaving the New York Islanders selected number one in 2009. One of six players ever. Mike Babcock's still the coach, right? Uh, for the Maple Leafs? Yes, ah, correct. Okay. Correct. So that's yeah. big moves there. They got the kids. Austin Matthews, Willie Nylander, Mitch Marner. Looking like a great team. Trying to build a contender in Toronto. Yes, for sure. It's really awesome to see Ovechkin uh, get his first you know, Stanley Cup. You know, Kane, Crosby, all these guys have their Stanley Cups. And Ovechkin was the one guy that was kind of getting they were irritated. Right. And he finally got it. He played amazing. So it was interesting. I think he's still hung over from that three weeks of partying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. It was yeah. bananas. We all didn't see it all over the sports media. Yeah. Barstool was all over that. Yeah. It was, I mean, they were, 
him and his teammates are just running into public fountains with a cup, you know, drink, mm-hmm. just binge drinking out of the cup. They were you know? doing what they want, how they wanted, with who they wanted, anything. They exactly. Were anything. My childhood aspirations all summed up on Barstool and Bleach Report. Uh, if I couldn't do it, I'm glad Obi got to. Uh, he's my right-hand man. But uh, after that, I think I am a little over my 40 seconds. So we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah, so we are going to wrap it up, guys. We'd like to thank Chris for stopping by. We appreciate you stopping by, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. You know, we're, we're excited to be back for a new Shady semester. Shady is back, baby. <laughs> we're excited for a new semester. We hope you guys enjoy this one. we got a lot of great things coming. You know, So signing off for Ryan Poley, for Chris, Leo, Safon Alvey. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you again. Toodles.